When I do look at other people, I try to look at what I can learn from them. What are they doing well? What are they doing that I'm not doing? And how can I start to develop these kinds of habits or traits that I admire? How can I develop them within myself? So I try to use this more as a positive tool for self-improvement. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Rage Active Podcast. We're bringing you insightful conversations to inspire your wellness for your body and mind. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. I'm your host, Rachel J, and I'm so excited to welcome you to this episode. This is going to be another fab episode, a Q&A episode. We're going to get stuck into some of the questions that you guys have sent in on the gram. So let's get stuck into it. Now, the first question is, what is your biggest challenge being in the health and fitness industry? This is a really interesting question. I think for me, there are two things that come up immediately. The first thing is expectation. Now, for me, I put a really high expectation on myself to be very good at what I do. And that means that I need to stay up to date and always finding those details, especially if I'm coaching Pilates or core work and really refining that technique. I really pride myself on making sure that my own practice, my own form and technique is really good because I do believe that being a leader in the space means that you need to practice what you preach. So I make sure that my own practice is is very good too. I also place very high expectations on myself to be in good shape and maintain a certain level of fitness also because I do shoots and things and this is sort of an expectation of that kind of work. So that definitely always is in the forefront of my mind and that just means for me it's being conscious about how I look after my body, what I feed it, what movement I do and just making sure that I'm always looking after my health and wellness and that's from the inside and out. The second thing that is a bit of a challenge is comparison. I think this is something that we all experience regardless of the industry that you work in. I think it's really easy to compare yourself to other people and there are so many people in this industry that are amazing at what they do and there are loads of people who are far more fit than I am. So for me, I just try to focus on my strengths and really amplify those and remind myself that my job really is to inspire and help people in the areas that I'm strongest at and to really utilize my strongest skill set. But also instead of comparing myself and allowing other people to have a negative effect on me, When I do look at other people, I try to look at what I can learn from them. What are they doing well? What are they doing that I'm not doing? And how can I start to develop these kinds of habits or traits that I admire? How can I develop them within myself? So I try to use this more as a positive tool for self-improvement. The next question is, have you always been into health and fitness? Actually, no, I haven't. I wasn't a really sporty kid growing up. My background is actually more in creative areas like writing and acting. And I originally was intending to become a journalist through my school years. And I really love writing still to this day. I write every day. And back then I wrote for a lot of publications in high school and did a few stints at some magazines and things that first year out of high school. And I also started acting professionally the year that I finished school. So I had sort of been going down that path career-wise. I used to model a little bit back then as well. And I remember going to the gym maybe three times a week 
And I actually had a gym as a sponsor. Now, this is before social media and brand partnerships and all of that stuff that happens these days. I actually had a gym sponsorship. But now when I look back, I didn't really know what I was doing. I It wasn't a particularly focused kind of training. I mean, any movement is good, but I was very inconsistent. I'd go to the gym for a period of time, then not go for a while. It wasn't really a regular practice for me. It wasn't something that was ingrained and natural to me. I just knew that I had to stay in some sort of good shape for what I did back then. And I really started my health and fitness journey more seriously, probably about 11 years ago. I'd gone through a breakup. I feel like so many people start their health and fitness journeys when they go through a breakup. And at that time, I started to learn more about nutrition and just educate myself on how to eat better and develop healthier habits and particularly find a movement practice or training regime that I could stick to and that I really actually enjoyed. And my goal at the time was really to create a healthy and fit lifestyle that was just natural to me. I remember seeing people who would be running along the beach and just, it looked so effortless to them. And I really just wanted that to be the norm for me because it so wasn't at the time. So I started firstly with healthy eating and then I explored different workouts and training I got a whole bunch of different qualifications in the health and wellness space, starting with nutrition, neuro-linguistic programming, Pilates, boxing. And so now it is just a way of life for me to be active and eat well and take care of my health and body. It's, It's not really something that I think too much about these days and it's just what I naturally gravitate to. I also have learnt now what foods work really well with my body, what training works really well and what indulgence foods I need to have so I don't go crazy and how to maintain my tone and shape, all of those things. And that's just really been through habit. Consistent action is really all it is. How do I get abs like yours? Now, I get this question repeatedly. I get asked this so much and so I will continue to answer the question. (laughs) So firstly, I want to say that getting toned and defined abs, it is a possibility for everyone, but it might look different on your body depending on your body type. And the journey may look very different for you as well, depending on where you're starting from. But there's basically two things that you need to get defined abs or toned abs. The first thing that you need to have is a lower ratio of body fat. And that's just so that you can actually see those core muscles pop through. And the second thing that you need is to really build up your core strength that creates that muscle definition. I actually created my program, the Core 30 program, specifically to help people create a strong core and find definition. I'll actually pop the link up in the show notes so you can grab your free workout on that. And that's because I kept getting asked this question. So I actually created the program because of this. Now, to achieve this, there are two parts to this. And no one ever likes to hear the first part. The first part is 80 to 90% of your success in getting toned abs or a toned core is your nutrition. No one likes to hear this. And in all my years of coaching people, nutrition seems to be the hardest thing to implement. But this is really important because to lower your body fat ratio, you actually need to be focusing on that nutrition and also having a system or a framework that you can actually follow to help you do this. 
And the second part to this, this is the 10 to 20%, is that you actually need to be doing the workouts that will engage your core correctly and work those muscles that build your core strength, which in turn creates tone and definition. I think it's such a common thing that I see that people want to go straight to the workouts, which is great, but the nutrition is definitely a huge part of this and you need to make sure that you get onto that as well. Now, my core is my favorite muscle group to work. I've always loved doing core workouts. And like I mentioned earlier, when I was modeling in the early days, if there was anything that I could do outside of the gym, I do remember often doing random core workouts before I do a shoot or something like that. So it it is something that I've probably always been conscious of in terms of just for me, I like working my core and I like how I feel when I have a strong core but also the aesthetic benefits to that as well just comes as a side effect, I suppose. So that definitely is my way of doing it. And to this day, I still am very conscious about my nutrition. I'm not super strict or anything, but I do focus on it. And so it's still a constant thing where you need to have that in your attention and then obviously work your core regularly. The next question is, how do you change the conversation from looking for guidance from others to helping yourself on the journey. So for me, when I hear this question, there's two parts to this question. When we're looking to improve ourselves or grow, we have to acknowledge the gaps in our own knowledge or awareness. So seeking that guidance from others is about looking to them for things that we don't already know. And then we also need to take action if we want to take ourselves to that next level, whatever your goal is. So helping yourself on that journey is about taking action. I think they're both valuable. So that first piece, education, aka looking for guidance from others, if you're wanting to achieve a certain outcome or result, you want to look to people who either have expertise in that area and or people who have experienced a similar journey to the one you're currently on or the one that you want to take. And this step is important because we learn so much from other people, experts, coaches and authorities in their field. The second part is action, aka helping yourself on your journey. I think this part is one that, this is the part that no one else can do for you. You are the only one that can take action for yourself in whatever area you are looking to improve on. And so that's going to help you to actually see the results that you want. So for example, lots of people are wanting to lose weight. I'll just use this as an example. It's one of the biggest things that people say that they want. And there are many coaches, experts, et cetera, who you can look to for guidance. There's many different approaches with different names, but ultimately we all basically know that in order to lose weight, we need to expend more calories than we consume, generally speaking, unless there's some other health issue going on. But generally speaking, this is the pretty simple formula that I feel like we all know. That's it. So we have the knowledge in this instance, but where people find it difficult is to actually implement, aka help yourself on the journey and take the necessary action to achieve those results. So this is just as important. You need to develop the discipline to stay consistent with the actions you need to take. And I think it's a case of doing both. You need to follow the guidance if you don't already have that knowledge for yourself. You need to learn that, but then you also need to implement an action. So it's not really a case of changing the conversation between one or the other. It's a case of being able to do both simultaneously. 
The next question is, what kind of supplements should I be using? Okay, so this is a pretty loaded question because there are so many different supplements for all kinds of different things. I'll give you some general tips and things of what I do. So this might not be for everyone, but it will give you a general guide. So for overall health, I generally tend to take a multivitamin just to make sure that I'm getting the nutrients I need that I might be missing in my diet. And I also tend to do this when I feel like my body is a little lower in energy or that I'm running on reserves or something like that. This helps to boost my immune system. To this day, I still have not gotten COVID. Am I allowed to say that? I have not gotten COVID. I haven't been sick in the last three or four years when all of this stuff has been going around. So it does work. I don't feel like I have to take multi-Vs all the time. It's just when I feel like I'm running a little lower on energy. The other thing I do is take protein supplements sometimes. Now, generally speaking, I'll have protein subs to get my protein levels up for the day. I don't eat meat that often. so And if I do, it's usually fish or seafood. So I'm not usually hitting my protein ratio with just food alone. So I do need a sup to top it up. As a general guide, your protein should be around 1.8 to 2 grams of protein for every kilo of weight. There's varying opinions about this, but this is generally what I stick to. So for me, my goal really is to hit around 90 grams of protein per day. There's no way that I would hit that with food alone, with what I eat because of the protein that I consume. It's just not enough protein. And then in terms of whey protein versus plant-based protein, I personally like to switch up my proteins firstly because I find that whey protein doesn't sit that well in my gut sometimes because it does contain dairy, sometimes soy, sometimes gluten. And it's not that I'm intolerant to any of those things, but plant-based subs generally don't contain those things, but they do contain the same amino acid profile as a whey protein. So a few of the brands that I could recommend, and this is not sponsored. These are just brands that I like to personally use. I'm into INC Sports Nutrition, both their whey and also plant-based range. I did partner with them for a while, but I just genuinely love their protein. Also, JS Health has a really great range of different proteins and Bondi Protein Company. My mate Christian, who runs that company, produces some really great high quality product and you can get both the whey and also the vegan or the plant-based protein as well. So there's a few different options that you can take. I also sometimes will have something like a probiotic and that really is to balance out the gut. So if I feel like my gut is not operating as it should be, as in my digestive system, I generally take a probiotic and that again is not super regular So it's just whenever I feel like I need a little bit of a boost. Now, there's so many different supplements on the market for different problems. Like if you have trouble sleeping or muscle soreness, things like that. I have definitely taken magnesium in the past for muscle release, but also for helping to sleep. So if you feel like you maybe can't sleep that well, magnesium is a great one for that. And also for that release of your muscle tension, if you're doing quite high intensity workouts or very heavy loaded workouts, that could be good as well if you do get DOMS quite regularly. So there are a few of the ones that I could recommend. And again, it's general advice only, guys, and just take it as you need it and speak to a health professional if you do need specific nutritional advice about what kind of supplements you should be taking. 
The next question is, what is your current training and nutrition regime at the moment? So I do talk a lot about this in my Q&A episodes because it does change quite a bit. I feel like if you went back to listen to some of the old Q&A episodes that maybe I might have said something different then. But what I find with my training in nutrition is always based on whatever the goal is at the time. So currently, I'm really just looking to maintain my level of fitness, but also to maintain my tone and definition. So for me, that means maintaining my nutritional approach, which for me, as I've said before, I practice intermittent fasting. It means that I'm generally speaking fasted for about 16 to 18 hours. Then I have an eight hour window where I am eating. This is not really to, it's just a way that I like to eat. It works for my lifestyle and I consume my maintenance calories within my food window. So within that eight hours, I'm eating all the calories that I need for the day. So I'm not restrictive. I'm not in a deficit. I am just eating maintenance calories. Generally speaking, I'm eating 80-20, which is 80% healthy, 20% indulgent. I love to snack. I will snack every day. So this is something that I find for my mental health is great. I also don't want to feel like I'm depriving myself. So I will not restrict snacks that I like, even if they're slightly unhealthy or junk food. I don't mind having a little bit of that during the day because the rest of the time I'm eating pretty healthily. And I think having a moderation in terms of your indulgence foods is really healthy for your mental state as well. And then I'm eating mainly clean foods and my protein, like I said before, I don't eat a lot of red meat or other kinds of animal proteins. The only protein that I do really consume regularly is fish and or seafood. So things like tuna, white fish, I might have prawns or oysters or things like that that are more seafood based. So then I will include that protein sup to make sure that I top up that protein ratio that I need. And then in terms of training, what I'm doing at the moment, it's actually pretty moderate compared to what I have done in the past. I remember even probably two, three years ago, I was probably training six, seven times a week, six, seven times a week. I was doing a lot of runs, a lot of boxing. It was quite high intensity workouts, but I also did find that I was getting sore all the time, which is normal for that kind of working out, especially if you're boxing all the time, your shoulders get quite tight and there's a lot of tension in the muscles. So what I am doing now is mostly, I would say on average, I'm training about four times a week which is kind of low compared to what I've done in the past, but that seemingly is working for me at the moment. I'm doing a lot of Pilates and a lot of core work, which is standard anyways. I do a lot of core work anyway, but Pilates in particular, I'm doing a lot more of that, which is kind of nice really, because obviously I'm in the studio a lot. And so I get to work the exercises that I find really help me. What I tend to focus on at when I do those kinds of workouts, I am focusing on particular muscle groups as well. So obviously core work is targeting core. I do that regularly and that might be, you know, four times a week on the on the back of any training that I do. But in terms of my Pilates training, I will always hit the posterior chain, which is basically the backside of your body, right? Upper back, mid-back, glutes, hamstrings. Because for most of us who are living in this modern world, I would say 90% of the time we are hunched over either a laptop or a iPhone or a mobile phone. 
And it means that our back muscles become quite weak. Our posterior chain becomes quite weak. So I always like to work my back and always like to work glutes and hamstrings as well. So I'll put together a little workout that I do on the reformer or whether that's just mat Pilates where it will hit that posterior chain. And then I also do weights sessions. Now they're not super heavy. They're not to max effort weight sessions. Usually I use my weight sessions mainly for, again, hitting that posterior chain and mainly upper body is what I work my weight sessions for. So it's usually a back and arm session. And that again is working that mid back, upper back and a lot more sort of like hitting the biceps, triceps, that kind of thing. So that's generally what I do. I also box sometimes. I'm not boxing as much as I used to. And that means that my workouts aren't as intense, but I think also as you get more proficient in a particular field like boxing, for example, you actually learn better technique and therefore your training kind of gets not easier, but you're more efficient when you are training. So I find because my technique is so much better than when I first started boxing, I can get a really good workout with less training. It's not so much for me about refining the technique. I, of course, you're always trying to refine it, but when you're starting out, you're really focusing on technique heavily to try and get the foundations down. I'm sort of well beyond that point now. So it's more about seeing what kind of combos we can do and having a bit of a play and being creative with those workouts now. So they're the main things that I do. Pilates, core work, boxing. I used to run a lot as well. Definitely not on those at the moment, but four times a week sort of works really well for me at this point. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. And who knows, next Q&A episode, it may have completely changed. Core work is always going to be foundational in my training though, because it's just something that I really love to do. So guys, I hope this episode has helped you and inspired you a little bit. Thank you to everyone who is listening and supporting the podcast and also sending those questions through. I'm so grateful for all your feedback, your ratings and reviews. Again, we couldn't do this podcast without you. So thank you so much. Tell me what you loved most or found most interesting about the topics in this episode and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done already. And also screenshot this episode and tag me on socials at rageactive underscore and share it to your socials. I'll pop that link for the core 30 workout in the show notes so you can grab that and have a bit of a go of that one as well if you haven't already. Thank you again, guys, for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Rage Active Podcast. Podcast.